I will lift up our voices to heaven and begin to bless the name of the Lord for this very hour. Let's just give more thanks for tonight, today. Thank you, Lord, for letting our eyes see this day. This is another day. Father, we bless you. We have just eight more days at the end of this year. Let us thank God for his mercy. Let us thank God for his goodness. Let us thank God for his power. Let us thank God for his sovereignty. Let us thank God for his faithfulness, which he has shown us every minute this very year, every hour this very year. Our God and our King, we salute you, we honor you, we thank you from the bottom of our heart. All the teachings that we have received, for all the manifestation of grace, even things that we did not know of, that you have done for us. Father, we bless you. Why yet we are still thinking you have answered us. And Lord, we exalt and magnify your holy name. In Jesus' anointed name, we are pray with us given. Amen. Well, you are very welcome today. Today is the last Bible study for us, which we do every Wednesday before we enter into the year 2021, the year of light. I first of all want to thank God for sustaining us in these Bible studies. I want to thank God for how God has led us over the years on this worthy Bible study. I want to thank God for the gift of God, Reverend Omar, who God gave the inspiration to anchor this Bible study, and who God had directed to take us through the scriptures from one scripture to the other. And over the years, we have learned so much, so, so much. And this year is not uh, different at all. This year, as we have learned so much over the years, we have also learned interestingly so much this very, very year. And we thank God for the grace that he has given to us as we are now doing reflection of um, our year. Of course, today, as is our custom, we will be doing our reflection, or our reflection will be centered around the, the previous chapters, chapter 15 and 16 of the book of Job. As you all know that we have been looking at Job over the past few weeks, I believe very much that today is the transition as we look at the first 16 verses, uh, chapters, and then the woman of God will now give us insight into the chapter um, 17 and 18. And so I will hand over to Pastor Tayo now, who will just uh, call each person. Please make sure you don't spend more than two minutes. And don't rush your words. Every word you speak, let it be you know, communicative. And where your two minutes gets to, don't worry, others will cover it. All right, so Pastor Tyler, please. Thank you very much, Apostle. I'd like to invite Dickness Bimbo, all our departs to start us off tonight. Dickness, please unmute yourself. Praise the Lord. Uh, my contributions are on Job 16, verse 22. 
As Job went through his ordeal and was submerged with his trials, he thought of death and that this would put an end to all his troubles. The Bible says to die is gain. It is a place of no return because this world is not our home. We are just passing through it. Mom Omar reminded us about this and also referred us to Ecclesiastes chapter 12 verses 1 to 7. Meanwhile, while we are still on this planet earth, there are so many things that are worthy of note for us, and we pray that the Holy Spirit will continually remind us of these things, some of which are to properly make the best use of the life God has given us. We can see some examples from what the Bible says about Job and his ways of life. We should not judge others, we should not judge others' occurrences by our own thoughts, as Job's friends did in their discussions, where we should love each other. Furthermore, we should not devote our precious time on trivial things. There were some things, example, through poems and the like that I was taught in my younger years, which I value and cherish because most of them amongst many others have helped shape my life. So this poem by William Davies, which I learned in the early years, in the 70s, comes to my memory. The poet says, what is this life if full of care? We have no time to stand and stare. No time to stand beneath their boughs. Absolutely, we have no time to stand and stare in this world. But we should instead fear and walk with God. Walk in his kingdom. Do things that are good and right. Be kind to others. Benefit mankind with the spiritual gifts God has bestowed on us. Use our gifts and talents in the household of God and bring many to the kingdom of God. In concluding, we can think of more excellent examples as we go to bed tonight and as we journey in our lives. The Holy Spirit will bring to our memories important things we have been empowered to do both in our earthly pursuits and for the kingdom of God. In Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. I'd like to invite Sister Philomena Shaw Williams, please. Please unmute yourself. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, got it. Uh, praise the Lord. Um, my, my contribution is from Job 15. Um, in Elijah's second speech in Job 15, verse 27 to 35, he likened Job to the wicked of which he was wrong because Job was upright and because Job was innocent of all his accusations. Job was upright and, and a man of integrity who loves God and also a priest who intercedes on behalf of his household. We can see from these verses that prosperity of the wicked will not last forever. Wickedness will not go unpunished. In Psalm 145:20, it says, the Lord preserve all those who love him, but all the wicked will destroy. So we should live a lifestyle that is pleasing to God and not to follow the path of the wicked. As children of God, wickedness should not be part of us and must not have a place in the household of faith. Our God is holy, and if we want to see God's face and stand in this holy place, we should have clean hands and a pure heart. Psalm 24, verse 3 to 4. We have read about some characters in the Bible who are wicked, like Jezebel, King Ahab's wife, who commanded the killings of God's prophets. 
reference 1 Kings 18.14. Queen Athalia, the daughter of King Heab and Jezebel, like mother, like daughter, who massacred all the members of the royal house of Judah except Joash. Reference 2 Kings 11.1-3. And also Abimelech Gideon's son, reference Judges 9-5. Sorry, Abimelech Gideon son who hired a band of thugs to kill his 70 half brothers. Reference Judges 9 to 5. They all ended badly because of their wickedness. By being wicked, it shows we don't have God, and if we don't love God, we cannot honor Him. If we say we love and fear God, we should shun evil, because righteousness and justice are the foundation of His throne. Psalm 89, verse 14. Amen. Amen. Thank you. I'd like to invite Brother Eric. Praise the Lord. My contribution is taken from Job 16, verses 3 to 4, which reads, Will your long-winded speeches never end? What ails you that you keep on arguing? I also could speak like you if you were in my place. I could make fine speeches against you and shake my head at you. And here we can see that Job was completely fed up with his friend's constant criticisms and admonishments and was not ready to take any more. Whilst chastisement and rebuke do have their place in every Christian family and church, when done excessively, or in Job's case, done without cause, it can become counterproductive and futile. As humans, we all need encouragement sometimes, and we cannot thrive in an environment where every move we make is criticised. When things are not going well for us in the ministries, we need to encourage each other. When things are not going well for us in the household of faith and even in our personal lives, we need to uplift one another. And when, like Job, it seems that everything that can go wrong is going wrong, we need to strengthen and uphold each other in love. Even our pastors and leaders need encouragement, as well as the congregants, because the work of God is not easy. As Romans 14 verse 13 says, We should stop passing judgment on one another. But we must remind our brethren that in times of trouble, we can hope on the Lord and he will renew our strength. Isaiah 40 verse 31. And that we must remain courageous in the face of adversity and be strong. Joshua 1 verse 9. 1 Thessalonians 15 verse 11, 1 Corinthians 15 verse 58 and Philippians 1 verse 6 all elaborate on this point further. So in conclusion, we should not cast each other down like Job's friends did to him, but rather build up each other's spirits in love, and God will uplift us as we ourselves uplift others. Amen. Thank you very much. I'd now like to invite Brother Stephen. My contribution will be on Job chapter 16, verse 19 to 20, which reads, Even now, my witness is in heaven. My advocate is on high. My intercessor is my friend as my eyes pour out tears to God. From this scripture, we can infer that um, the friend that Job was talking about was could be Jesus because um, Jesus is our witness who's on high. He's our high priest that constantly intercedes on our behalf to the Father. As the Bible says in Hebrews chapter 4, verse 14 to 15. Unlike um, Job, we should copy the Lord Jesus' example, which is when Jesus was suffering on the cross, he didn't open his mouth. When they hit him, they spat him, they mocked him. He didn't respond like um, 
The scripture reference for that is Isaiah 53 verse 7. And when we're in times of hardship and sufferings, like in Job's case, when we have intestines of our faith, we should consider it pure joy. James chapter 1 verse 3 to 4. We should consider it pure joy and we should look to the Lord Jesus who's the author and the finisher of our faith because he's the one who will never leave us nor forsake us. He's always there for us. And in closing, we should always look towards the Lord Jesus and we shouldn't look to man for support because man can fail us. But the Lord understands our weaknesses. The Lord helps us in our infirmities. So it's important we always focus on the Lord Jesus. Thank you. Thank you. I'd like to now invite Pastor Debbie. Hallelujah. My my um, contribution is more or less like um, the same portion of scripture that Dickiness Bimbo contributed on, and that was um, Job chapter 16, verse 22. Only a few years will pass before I go on the journey of no return. And what stuck out was the word few years. Death is the destiny of all mankind, according to Ecclesiastes 6, chapter 7, verse 2. No man live forever. We have all been given a portion of life to live. No matter the number of years, compared to eternity, it is few in the sight of God. Man is like a little vapor that appears for a short time and vanishes. James chapter 4, verse 14. A thousand years is like a day. A day like a thousand years. Second Peter 3, 8. What you make out of the few years lived, lived is what makes the difference. The few years must be purpose-driven, impactful, and influencing generations. Example of such were Job himself, Abraham, David, Samuel, the major and the minor prophets, the apostles, and Jesus to mention but a few. As mom rightly mentioned last time, we are to remember God, our creator, in the days of our youth. Ecclesiastes chapter 12, verse 1. No matter your age, compared to the ageless one, we are all youth. It was written about King David that he fulfilled God's purpose in his generation. Then he died. Acts chapter 13, verse 36. Our primary purpose is to serve God, to love him, trust him, obey and believe in him then we can go to our grave happy, joyful, and fulfilled. In conclusion, Ecclesiastes chapter 9 verse 10 says, Whatever your hands found to do, do it with all your might. For in the realm of the dead where you are going, there is neither working, nor planning, nor knowledge, nor wisdom. God bless you. Amen. And now I'd like to hand back over to Apostle, and I guess Apostle would welcome Mommy. Well, what a great contribution. I believe very much that um, uh, because few days have passed or weeks have passed from the uh, the time we treated um, chapter 15, which was the speech of Eliphaz, and uh, from chapter 16, Job began to answer. Uh, it's, it's very commendable uh, for those who have contributed that they still have their facts intact. Now, we're going to go into... You know, probably uh, a brief from Reverend Omar on 
some some areas of chapter 16 that was alluded there because we need that understanding to be able to go further into the continuation of Job's uh, speech in chapter 17 and then into 18 where he was interjected again by the other friends. So, Reverend Omar, you're very welcome. Praise the Lord tonight. It's wonderful once again to be in his presence and I really want to appreciate and thank everybody. I want to say thank you to Pastor Tayos, thank you to everyone that has contributed for this service that you give to us. It's not very easy to be on the spotlight, but I really want to thank God for your lives and uh, also to our special daddy, Apostle Williams, for the opportunity that he has uh, granted us or given to us to be partaker of this good uh, thing that we do. Amen. And I pray that the Lord will continue to increase us in every way. I just want to say to us that I'm so proud of every one of us, including those of you that are not contributing. I'm so proud of you because I know that you are gaining knowledge each time you come to this Bible study. Just to briefly go through my notes so that I can be able to establish and dig deep down deep into the previous things that you have studied. In, in that chapter uh, 15, as you have all uh, said here, we talked about the wicked, and I'm really so happy for the way the, those of you that contributed in that area contributed. Because those friend was uh, uh, saying to Job that, uh, referencing him as a wicked person. But he was, they described him as a great wicked person, but Job was not wicked. From the beginning, we know that God actually acknowledged Job and said that Job is a man after his own heart. He's a priest of the Lord. But he just allowed Satan just to, to, to try to to try him. So, because he allowed the time to try him, that's why he got into this trouble. So, he was blameless and upright before the Lord. So, and I'm really so happy that we know in our heart that Job was not a, a wicked person, even though his friends were accusing him like that. And also, we must be able to be very, very careful. When people are going through times and situations, we must watch the word that comes through our mouth. And I'm so happy for, because the last time we studied it as well, we were able to refer to some characteristics of the wicked person. And I'm happy that our sister actually brought them out. Because of time, I won't be able to go into that. But to be, uh, to be precise, we also know about the Psalm 145, verse 20, which is our psalm in this house. The Lord watches over all who love him, but all the wicked he will always destroy. So let us not follow the path of wickedness, because God will destroy the, uh, a wicked person. And... Uh, uh-huh. I, just, I just want to end it there because of going to the other previous verses. So when we get to um, chapter 16, Job's reply to Eliphaz's second speech. This is the, the first speech was in chapter 8 of Job, and this is the second speech in 16. In his reply, he wants a reference that his friends were ignorant of their speeches. I want, us, I want you to note that because the last time we studied that, actually made references to the speeches of his friends, of his, of his friends. They confirming from that uh, verse 2 to 6 of that chapter 16, he qualified or likened them as, uh, as, uh, as friends, though he was referring to Eliphaz, but uh, like, like uh, it was actually referring to Eliphaz as one person, but he had now put together all his friends. How did he qualify his friends? He grouped them together and said that they are miserable comforters. I want us to mark that word from that verse too. His friends were miserable comforter. And sometimes 
that in comforting people, in helping people in their dangerous situation or in the situation they are going through, to make them miserable. May God teach us how mm. to comfort others. Then I wrote here, because I want us to mark that, we must not forget this, because this, what we are doing is Bible application. And I ask here, what type of person are we? Job referenced his friends because of the way they, 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 they contributed to his life, even in the time of, uh, yes. his, uh, in, in, in time of his need, the way they contributed to his life. So Job, he said, he said that you are miserable comforters. The word that comes out of your mouth are not encouraging at, at all. They're not seasoned with salt at all. You are, it just comes out of your mouth and you, you make me more miserable. So he called them miserable comforters. Don't forget that word miserable. They are asked what type of friends are we? And how do people describe us? Are we miserable comforters? Are we argumentative? You can see this in the lifestyle of his friends. They are argumentative in dealing with such matters that are relevant or closely connected or uh, appropriate to what is being done to, uh, uh, to consider but a few. So, argumentative because of their kind of long-winded. That's, uh, 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 that's how you refer to it. Long-winded, that is clustered were confusing words. They were confusing. They, you know, they discouraged Job in various ways. So if, you don't forget miserable speeches that they were giving. And they were argumentative in the long, the clustered and confusing words. The type of speeches that they, what they, uh, they were giving at that time. They were not encouraging Job at all. I would say if we are, that if he was, hey, and then Job said, if he was like them, he would only speak words of comfort. That shows the type of person that Job was. It's like if they were in his own position, he would speak words of comfort to them. He would not speak confusing words to them. So that shows that uprightness of Job. That shows that lifestyle of Job. That Job is a man. With, with, with great and good intention. So he said, if I were like in your position, I will only speak words of comfort that will bring relief to your pain. You can bring words that will bring relief to the pain of the people. Are we the type of friends that speak words of comfort that will bring relief to those in pain? That's Job 16, verse 5, to ask that question. So just to said I just tried to copy the Bible verse here, 16, 2 to 6. It said, I have had many things like this. Miserable comforters are you all. Will, will your long-winded speeches never end? What ails you that you keep on argue, uh, uh, arguing? What is your problem that you keep on arguing? What is it that, what, what is your, what troubles you? And you keep on arguing. We also could speak, I also could speak like you if you are in my place. I could make fine speeches against you and shake my head at you, but my mouth. I want you to underline and strike that place. Let's copy this. is a very good thing to copy from Job in that verse 5, 16 5. Said, But my mouth will encourage you. My mouth will, comfort, will encourage you. Comfort from my lips will bring you relief. Verse 5. Yes, if I speak, my pain is not released. And if I refrain, it does not go away. So that was, they just blame God for his affliction. We know that it is, because in that, uh, uh, um, uh, yes, yeah, don't blame uh, God for his affliction. 
it was God, God gave the devil permission to do that. So in that hand, that verse 19, uh, to, to verse 19 to 22, this is very, very sensitive. Joe spoke of his friend, whose character, uh, characteristics is focused on Jesus, the Son of God. So you know this is uh, um, uh, Jesus' seminar. You want to see Jesus in Job as well. Let's just try and twist it around. See Jesus in Job. Unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given. He said the government will be upon his shoulder. According to that, Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6. Before Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6, he said there will be no more distress. You know? Uh, 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 because when Jesus is, uh, is, 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 is born. So what Job was, in, was going through a time of distress even at that time. He had distress, he has problems. But I want to encourage those of us that are going through times and situations, sickness, problem, uh, 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 name it, I don't know what you are going through. As we are planning to enter into the new year, even in, at this Christmas time, some of us are still in pain, but God the reason why Jesus came is for us not to have distress. If Job went through this distress, when Jesus, during the time that Jesus came, anyone that is after Jesus will not have distress anymore. I just want to use this to encourage us. So Job, during this time, even though uh, Jesus was not born at that time, Job spoke of his friends, whose characteristics is focused on Jesus, the Son of God. So I want us to focus now as I, as, as I try to help us in this area, to focus on Jesus, the Son of God, that was born for us, so that we would not go through any distress. What you said, why am I going through this, this distress? I just want to encourage you, Jesus is still Jesus, God is still God, no matter what you are going through. And this is friend, he said, he's a lawyer. He said, his friend is a witness in heaven. Jesus is in heaven, and he has given us that opportunity to be seated with him in the heavenly places. Advocate. He also spoke of his friend, his advocate. He spoke of his friend, his joint intercessor, friend on high, who spoke to God on his behalf. And that is Jesus. In that 16, 19 to 22, it says, even now my witness is in heaven. His witness is in heaven. My advocate is on high. The one who intercedes is on high. The heavenly or advocate, the heavenly or advocate is a reference to God himself who testified from heaven of Job's innocence. Job appealed to God for vindication as he had been misjudged but his friends on earth, by, by his friends on earth. His prayer was for someone to plead his case. I just mark this one. Not until Christ's coming will the heavenly advocate be revealed. Mm -hmm. Or when Christ comes, then the heavenly advocate shall be revealed. And that you can see in that book of 1 John chapter 2, 1 to 2. We are just connecting this to Jesus in Job. Amen. Since we are in the... Uh, the Jesus Seminars Week. First John chapter 2, 1 to 2. He said, My dear children, I write this to you so that you will not sin. But, but if anybody does sin, we have one who speaks, that is one who speaks, an advocate, 
to the Father in our defense. Jesus Christ, the righteous one. Want us to be encouraged with this? Jesus did not only come as a baby, but he died because of our sins. And now he's seated with the Father in the heavenly places. And he's really being our advocate at the same time. In that verse 2, he said, is the, is the atoning sacrifice for our sins. And not only for ours, but also for the sins of the whole world. So you must know that. For that, we should not continue to sin and expect Jesus to be advocating for us there, no, or interceding for us. We cannot continue to sin and expect grace to abound. He also spoke in that verse 20. He said, my intercessor is my friend. As my eyes pour out tears to God. Jesus is a friend of Job and also an, an intercessor. So Jesus is our friend and is also our intercessor. He said, my intercessor, the strength of that 16, is my friend. As my eyes pour out tears to God, on behalf of a man, he pleads with God. As a man pleads for his friends. Verse 22, only a few years will pass before I go on the journey of no return. Can this friend that Job is referred to be Jesus above? Yes, this friend is Jesus. Yes, he is. We must know fully well that Jesus has been before creation. That's the book of John 1, 1. Though Job lived many centuries before Jesus, Jesus' man was born, there are scriptural references that uh, we can refer to there. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 14 to 15. Say, therefore, since we have a great high priest, can I help us to remember now that Jesus is not only that baby that we celebrate in the, in the manger, he's a great high priest who has gone through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God. Let us hold firmly to the faith he prophets. Reading verse 14 of Hebrews uh, 4. Verse 15 says, For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses. I want you to underline that word sympathize and the word weaknesses. But we have one who has been tempted in every way, just as we are, yet was without sin. He's able to sympathize with our weaknesses. Just know, whatever you are going through, Jesus is always there with us. said he has you right in his palm. He neither sleeps nor slumber because of us. So let's fix our thoughts and our focus on him, even at this Christmas. Amen. Hebrews 7, 24-25 But because Jesus lives forever, he has a permanent priesthood. Verse 25 Therefore, he is able to save completely those who come to God through him. Because he always lives to intercede for them. So he's able to save those who come through God, to God through him. So let's, let's do more soul winning. Amen. Because Jesus is the one that does the, the work. We are just to, to be there to represent him. And the Lord will grant us boldness to do that as we are entering into the, to the year of life. Jesus is the light of this world. So let's take the light out. So that many can see as we reflect him on a daily basis. John 1, 1 to 2. He said, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. Remembering that Jesus has been even before you. 
He was with God in the beginning. So when the world was created, Jesus was there. John 1, 3 to 5. Through him, all things were made. Without him, nothing was made that has been made. So Job, through him too, has been there. In him was life. And that life was the light of men. The light shines in darkness, but the darkness has not understood it. Job 16.22, only a few years will pass. That is where you are stemming, you, a lot of you stemmed on tonight. It says, only a few years in that 22 before I go on the journey of no return. Job knew that heaven is his home. So he speaks about the journey of no return here. Job was speaking of a friend who is an intercessor. Job was speaking of a friend who is an advocate. He was speaking of a friend who is in heaven. And now concluding in verse 22, how we will go on a journey of no return. The book of Ecclesiastes 12, 7 to 8 confirms it this way. Man was made out of dust and will return to the dust where he was made. And the spirit will return back to God. The teacher who wrote the book of Ecclesiastes concludes that everything on earth is meaningless. Everything on earth is meaningless. So I read Job, uh, Job uh, 16, 22 and Ecclesiastes 12, 7 to 8. Ecclesiastes 12, 7 to 8. He said, and the dust returned to the ground it came from. And the spirit returned to God who gave it. Meaningless, meaningless, says the, 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 the teacher. Everything in meaningless. Conclusion. We thank God for the privilege of being under his kingdom of joy and peace that has no end, according to that scripture in the Isaiah chapter 9. Chapter 9, verse 1 says, Nevertheless, there will be no more gloom for those who are, in drift, who are in distress. Like I said earlier, we are in distress, we are in any form of problem or anything. I want you to depend on Jesus. Look up unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of your faith. He will touch our spirit, soul, and body in that area. If Job knew Jesus, even he was, he knew him that he has been from the beginning and he trusted Jesus, knowing Jesus as his advocate. If we trust the same way, Jesus will show up in our lives. In the past, he humbled the land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali, but in the future, he will honor Galilee of the Gentiles by the way of the sea along the Jordan. These are people that were in distress, were in trouble. Jesus honored them and he showed them the light. Isaiah 9, 6 to 7, say, For unto us a, son, a child is born. And that is why we celebrate Christmas. To us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulders. And he will be called Wonderful Counselor. Want us to know that Jesus is our counselor. Mighty God is the God that is in us. He's the one that is helping us to be able to stand tall in him. Everlasting Father. He's a Prince of Peace. That's why he brought the peace. His peace to the whole world. He talks about the increase of his government and peace. This is one of my precious scriptures. The India under Jesus' government. And Jesus' government will continue to increase. And he talked about of the increase of his government and peace. There is no end. That shall be no end. If we hide ourselves and put ourselves under this government, we will prosper. Things will work well for us. We must make sure that we don't take ourselves out of this government to go. We have the government of the world. But anyone that is in Jesus' government will even prosper, even in the government of the world. Because Jesus 
uh, has control of all the whole world. The whole world is in his hands. So if we are under his government, then the peace of God that surpasses all understanding will be with us. And I know that Job was under the government, the increased government of Jesus, the government of peace. That's why he was able to go through it all. He said there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from this time on and forever. The zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. That's right. And I pray in Jesus' name that the Lord will grant us greater understanding of what I've just spoken. Job knew Jesus, an advocate, intercessor, priest, everything he knows about him, because Jesus has been before, before him. And I want us also, if we know Jesus, Jesus himself reigns supreme in our lives. Let us submit ourselves under his government. Then he will bring us to himself. We seated with him in the heavenly places, far above principalities. So is it pain? Is it torture? Whatever we are going through, Jesus will go through it first so that it doesn't even get to us at all. We might have like an, a pinch of it, but Jesus will be standing in that for us. May the Lord bless his words in Jesus' name. That takes us to the 17th chapter today. I'll just quickly go to Job, chapter 17, the book of Job. Job 17, yeah, we can do it in the city as well. 17, yeah. And in that book of Job 17, yeah, he said, My spirit is broken, my days are cut short, the grave awaits me. Surely, mockers surround me. My eyes not dwell on their hostility. Give me, O God, the pledge you demand. Who else will put up security for me? You have closed their mind to understanding. Therefore, I want to underline that verse 4. Therefore, you will not let them triumph. If a man denounces his friends for reward, the eyes of his children will fail. God has made me a byword. I want you to underline that scripture as well. To everyone, a man in whom, in whose face people speak. You can see Jesus in Job here. People spat on him. They did a lot of things on him. Jesus also became a, 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 a byword. Because we are in Jesus' seminar. Want to, God is wonderful. You know, when I start to read this, I said, why is it that it is when we are supposed to do Jesus' seminar? So God was revealing Jesus there. So we need to teach it. God made it so that we can study it, even in this week. God has made me a byword to everyone. A man in whose face people speak. My eyes have grown dim with grief. Is that, does that happen to Jesus? My whole frame is put, is but a shadow. Upright men are appalled at this. The innocent are aroused against the ungodly. Nevertheless, I want you to underline that verse 9 as well. Nevertheless, the righteous will hold to their ways, and those with clean hands will grow stronger. Nevertheless, the righteous will hold to their ways, and those with clean hands will what? Grow stronger. No matter what you are going through, as a righteous person, as a standing firm in God, clean hands and a pure heart will make us to grow stronger. Verse 10, but come on, all of you, Try again. I will not find a wise man among you. My days are past. My plans are shattered. And so are the desires of my heart. These men turn night into day. 
in the face of darkness, they say, light is near. If the only home I hope for is a grave, if I spread out my bed in darkness, this is Job now, you know, talking bad about himself. If I say to corruption, you are my father, and to the womb, my mother or my sister, yeah, then is my hope. Who can see my hope for me? Will it go down to the gate of death? Will we descend together into the dust? Now, the judge uh, respond, responded in that Job 18. Then Bildad the Shuhite replied, Where will you end these speeches? <laughs> Be sensible, and then we, we can talk. Why are we regarded as cattle and considered stupid in your sight? You have teared, you have, you have teared yourself to pieces in your anger. Is the earth to be abandoned for your sake or make the rock removed from their faces? The lamp of the wicked is not out. Mm. The flame of his fire stopped burning. Still referring to Job as a wicked mm -hmm. person. The light in his tent becomes dark. That is his body. The lamp beside him goes off. The vigor of his step is uh, weakened his own schemes throw him down. You can see those unsensible words, miserable words that are coming from his friend. His feet thrust him into, into a net and he wandered into his mesh. A trap seized him by the heel. That is what Job is going through is because of his punishment. That's what he's saying here. So he's talking miserable speeches. As Job referred to it, his feet thrusted into a net and he wandered into the mesh. So he was trapped. A trap seizes him. I want you to underline that 18 to uh, 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 10 or something there that talks about traps and everything because I'm going to establish that and show us something from there when I'm concluding. A trap seizes him by the heel. A snare holds him fast. A noose is hidden. hidden for him on the ground, a trap lies in his path. Terror startled him on every side, and dog is every step. Calamity is hung, hungry for him, disaster is ready for him when he falls. It eats away part of his skin, death's firstborn devour his limbs. <laughs> he is in turn. Uh, from the security of his tent and march off to the king of terrors. Fire reside in his tent, burning sulfur is scattered over his dwelling. His wood rise up below and his branches wither above. The memory of him perishes from the earth. The line that verse 17, he has no name in the land. He is driven from the light into darkness and is banished from the world. He has no offspring or descendants among his people. No survivor. We are other, uh, we are once elite. You can see how they are referencing to, to things that they are not supposed to. Men of the West were appalled at his fate. Men of the East were seized with horror. Surely, such is the dwelling of an evil man. Such is the place. 
of one who knows not God. The Lord bless the reading mm. of his word. <coughs> you can see the, after Job had corrected these miserable words from his friends, especially this very one, he still, oh, excuse me, I just want to take a, thank you, my throat is dry, no, that's fine, that's fine. So he still continued to speak those miserable, long winding words. And Job was correcting. So that verse chapter 17, 1 to 18, wrote here a continuation of Job's reply to his friend, Eliphaz. Job in his affliction or hopeless situation, pray for relief. But it was in this that the friends were blabbing. This is when he was talking again. In this chapter, we could see Job in his affliction or in a hopeless situation completely turned and poured out his heart to God as his living hope and sole confidence. After the kind of reply he got from his friends. Thus putting Satan to shame in his life or in his hopeless state. Satan, who had earlier declared that Job would renounce God, if not for his or God's edge of protection around him. Job 1, 8 to 12. Job 17, 1 to 2. Now let's see Job in his broken state or in this situation that he found himself. Now start to say, my spirit is broken. My days are cut short. That is, I am no more extinguished. The grave awaits. That is ready for me. The grave is ready for me because this pain was so terrible. Job could now see him himself dead because nobody is there to encourage him. Nobody is there to lift his head up. You know, sometimes we take uh, 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 some things, friends and people are put around us to encourage us and help us in every way. We take them for granted. There are people that are in their situation or whatever they might be going through, they don't even have one person to come and say hello or to say sorry. But let us make sure that we, we are very careful when we see people in their situation. Job was broken because he was, nobody was helping Job at all. So his spirit was broken. He now began to, 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 to have low esteem. Say, my days are cut short. The grave awaits me. Is he ready to die? Because there was nobody to encourage him. He could see himself dead. Verse 2 says, Surely mockers surround me. Mockers. You know, Proverbs talks about mockers are simple. So he said, Surely mockers. You could see these friends as mockers. They surround him with insult from every side. He said, My eyes must dwell on their hostility. That is their hostile behavior. Their unfriendly or their opposition. It's too much for Job. So he could see himself dead because he doesn't have anybody to encourage him. 17, 3 to 4. Give me, O God, the pledge you demand. Who else will put up security for me? You have closed their mind to understanding. Therefore, you will not let them triumph. Job in verse 3 and 4. In defending his case, pray, praise and said to God. 73 to 4 again, give me, O God. Because from the beginning of that scripture, I said, Job pray. My question, we didn't see Job pray here, but this is a prayer. In that verse 3 to 4, I said, Give me, O God, the pledge you demand. 
Who else will put up security for me? You have closed their mind to understanding, therefore you will not let them triumph. That God, I see myself dead, I see myself in the grave, nobody to encourage me. But I know one thing, that they will not triumph over me. So Job was also partially encouraging himself there. Because of the confidence Job has in God, he was sure that God will not allow his enemies to triumph over him. Therefore, you will not let them triumph over me. Can I encourage us that we must make sure that our faith is strong? No matter what you are going through, let us stand firm in God. And make sure that we keep on saying, ye works of my hand, command ye me. Let us make sure we start to tell God. This situation I find myself, I know it's a, it's, a, it's a kind of low estate, you know, but it's messy and just forever. The Bible in that book of Psalm 136, one of the verses, he who remembers us in that low estate, Job could see God even in that low estate. So he was saying that, he was having confidence and faith that with all this that he was going through, his enemies will not triumph over him. Is your confidence in God or man? I just put that there. Let our, let our confidence be in God. If our confidence is in man, man will definitely fail us. Like those friends failed him. Job, in his statement above, said he knew no one else would stand for him. But God will surely pronounce him innocent. He continues to profess that. He then continues to speak in his affliction. Let's see what Job was speaking again in that 1767. And in this again, we see Jesus in Job. God has made me a byword to everyone. The man in whose face people speak. That happened to Jesus. Jesus became a byword. And in that verse 7, he said, My eyes have grown dim with grief. That is, his eyes are heavy. A state of almost weeping. Jesus went through this all. But he has to forgive the people. My whole frame is but a shadow. That takes us to 7, verse 7. His eyes have become dim because of sorrow. Jesus was also referenced as a man of sorrow. The book of Isaiah 53 talks about that. If I can get there, I'll, let, I'll, I'll read it to us. Job was a man of sorrow, like Jesus was a man of sorrow. Job 17, 8-9. Upright men are appalled at this. The innocent aroused against the ungodly. Verse 9, nevertheless, the righteous will hold to their ways, and those who, with clean hands will grow stronger. Clean hands and a pure heart will make us to grow stronger in God. Let us not forget that our favorite psalm that rules to open our services, Psalm 24. Anyone that will ascend the hill of the Lord, want to be a righteous man, you must ascend or be a righteous man with a clean hand and a pure heart. And that makes you stronger. Verse 9, he who has clean hands will be stronger and stronger. That makes reference to Psalm 88, 1 to 5. Psalm 6, 1 Peter 2, 24. In verse 1, he said, O Lord, the God who saves me, day and night I cry out before you. May my prayer come before you. Turn your ears to my cry. For my soul is full of trouble. And that you can see in the life of Job. 
and my life draw near the grave. That's what the, the psalm was talking here. Said, I'm counted among those who go down to the pit. I'm like a man without strength. Can see Job making references of all this in that verses that I read to us in that chapter 17. I'm set apart with the dead. Like the slave who lie in the grave, whom you remember no more, who are cut off from your care. Verse 6 to 7. Though Job was innocent, he suffered greatly. But he was rewarded by God in the end for his suffering. And that will be seen it in that chapter 40, 42. As God after he would tell his friends of. And Job was blessed. Psalm 22, Isaiah 53 also referenced this about Jesus. That was a man of sorrow he suffered. Job suffers. When people curse, curse, they use my name. They spit at me. That is, they splash me with water from their mouth. My eyes are weak because of my tears. My whole body seems as weak as a shadow. Job was innocent, but he suffered greatly. Jesus was also innocent. And it's true, Jesus in Job. Uh, Jesus was also innocent, and he too suffered greatly. Sometimes Job's words remind us about Jesus' death. See also Psalm 22 and Isaiah 53. The author of these books wrote these passages before Jesus was born. But this chapter describes describe well the trouble that Jesus suffered for us. Jesus died so that God would forgive our evil deeds. First Peter chapter 2, 24. Isaiah 53, 3 to 5. He was despised and rejected by God. Was Job not despised and rejected by his friends? A man of sorrows. Did Job not make reference in that scriptures in that chapter 17? Go back to it again. That he was a man of sorrow. And if and familiar with suffering. That's what Isaiah 53, verse 3, it talks about. It says, like one from whom men hide their faces. He was despised. And was esteemed, and uh, we esteemed him not. Surely he took up our infirmities and carried up our sorrows, yet we considered him stricken by God, smitten by him and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgression. He was crushed by iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was upon him, and by his wounds we were in the world. We also see Jesus' situation in Job's life. Second Corinthians 5.21 also confirms that he who knew no sin, it's not because of sin that Job was Job went through everything. Only God gave Satan permission to try Job. He said, Second Corinthians 5.21 also confirms that he who knew no sin was made to sin on our behalf so that we can become the righteousness of God. Second, yes, God made him who had no sin to be seen for him so that in him he might become the righteousness of God. Note a reference. Philippians 1, 12-14. Paul, in his chain, uh, in, in chain, was in chain because of the scriptures, of, for the gospel to, 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 be, to, to spread, or that the gospel might be preached. That was one of the reasons why uh, um, Paul was in chain. He said that in that book of Philippians chapter 12, uh, chapter 1 verse 12, verse 12 to 14 
Who knows the reason why we go through times and situations or through any problem? Sometimes it is for God to be glorified. Look at what happened to Lazarus. Jesus said, this happened so that for God to be glorified. Lazarus was brought back to life. I don't know. In this Christmas, as we are entering Christmas, if the situation is as, if, as poor as that, can I say to you that it's for God to be glorified. We will testify and we shall rejoice. Just take this on board. God is your intercessor, is your advocate, and he continues to be there for us. That chapter 18, to 19. Bildad, Joe's friend, second speech. Confirming again in his, in his second speech that the wicked are punished. In one word, referring to Job that he was a wicked man. Eliphaz has said his own, and in this chapter 18, 1 to 19, Bildad also was speaking in his second speech and make reference to Job as a wicked man. He said the wicked are punished. I see it in one of the verses there. We notice that Bildad, in his first speech, had earlier declared that God would not reject the man of integrity. He accused Job in his first speech. Not, uh, uh, that's Job chapter 8 verse 20. That he was not a man of integrity because it was one word. They said God will not uh, reject a man of integrity. Nor will he support evil person. So in one word, Job is evil and was not a man of integrity. And here again, he called him a wicked person. In this very particular speech, Bildad did not see Job as a man of integrity. As God sees him. But with, with, with God, God sees Job as a man of integrity. He was so proud of Job. Only allowed Satan to try him. He therefore uh, elaborated in this chapter, build that second speech, how the wicked will be punished, using description that parallel Job's suffering. What are the descriptions that he was using? He suggested or insinuated that Job's suffering was because of his sin. When you read that chapter 18 again, you see it. <coughs> build that speech, therefore, was without compassion or hope. Nor was his speech with wisdom. Colossians 4 6. His, his speech was not seasoned with salt at all. His speech was blaming, 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 and accusing. Miserable speeches, like Job qualified them, and accu accusing speeches. That is the type of speeches that they were, they were giving. He detailed in this chapter what he believed will be the end or death of the wicked, and what will happen to all who do not know God. Referencing that Job does not know God, which does not describe Job at all. That does not describe Job at all. But could be seen or reflected in his suffering or affliction. Let us see the end or death of the wicked. He was referring to the wicked. You know, we have in that chapter 15 of Job, we have seen what happened to the wicked because he made reference to that Job was a wicked man. And that this said to us the lifestyle of a wicked person. So what happened to a wicked person? Because what Job was going through seemed to be what we happened to a wicked person. The wicked person, his life will always be put off. He mentioned that in verse 5 to 6 of that chapter 18. He said his life will be put off. Job's life was almost was put off. He lost everything. But thank you to God who helped us to triumph because Job's faith was in God. In that verse 7 to 11, the reference wicked, that the wicked will be trapped like an animal. In that verse 7 to 11. He did not fear his friend Job at all in his second speech. Verses 8 to 10, reference Job 12, 1 to 25. 
those formal response to Azofa. Six words. I want us to note this so that when you go back again and you read, you digest it. And you must be able to find these six words in that chapter 18. Six words are used from the world of hunting or from hunter's point of view to describe trap, traps laid to ensnare the wicked man. Making reference to Job, and I, I was telling you to note it when I was reading it, that Job has been ensnared by a trap. So he used all this word, all this word that hunters use to, 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 for, for, for certain traps. He said, you can, see, you can see from the writer's point of view that he was not only revealing his literacy ability, but his extensive knowledge of hunting. And how did the writer put it in that verses 8 to 10? Note his description of a trap in verse 8 to 10. A net, as it to underline even I was reading it, a net that is primarily an instrument of capture to entangle the feet or snare or netting that forms a false law over a hiding pit. That was it. Said Job has put himself in the net anyway. A net that grabs the victim's feet or a snare that constricts or makes narrow to put pressure on the prey that is like suicide. Verse 9. A noose. The description of the trap that he was talking about, because he was using Hunter's uh, uh, um, terminologies. A noose or a trap with some devices, the same devices uh, for, by death or hanging. And this catches and raises its victims from the ground. That is something like suicide. That was what he was describing in that uh, verse 10. And that ends the reading of uh, chapter 18. So sometimes we might be going through times and situations, people comes around us and they use several words. In the case of Job here, Israel was using hunters and the, uh, uh, the, the description of trap. You are finding yourself in a trap because you are a wicked person. That's why the trap was able to hold you. This did and did and that. They said a lot of bad, bad things. But thanks be to God. That is the testimony that Job triumphed in the end. And all his friends now have to answer to God. Can I encourage us tonight? When you see people in their danger, dangerous zone or they are going through, when they are going through, make sure you mark the word, the word of your mouth. Make sure you, you are not a miserable encourager. Make sure that you are in, an encourager indeed. Let the word that comes out of your mouth, Colossians 4, 6 again, be seasoned with salt, so that in encouraging the people, you will not be, uh, you will not be putting them to shame. May the Lord bless the reading of his holy word tonight. Let us go back to that Job chapter 17 and 18. You know, don't eat, don't eat Christmas food over them. Make sure that you, during this time of Christmas, you know we have several homework. Some are in school, they have homework from school and everything. Let's revisit Lamentation. Let's revisit, because these are the latest, uh, latest books that we have studied. Let's revisit uh, uh, Job up to that uh, chapter 18, so that when we meet by the grace of God in the new year, we deliberate like Apostle always take us to deliberate on, 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 on the previous things that we have studied, and we'll be able to now go into the next 
chapter, which when we meet by God's grace, we're going into chapter 19 and 20. May the Lord bless the reading of his word. Let's learn from Job here and learn from Job's friend. The do's and don'ts that we must not do when we see our friends in need. Always also remember our previous chapter, Jesus is our intercessor. Jesus is our advocate. He's seated with God in the heavenly place, the high priest. So he's pleading for your, on your behalf and pleading on my behalf. He's there to help us to be able to get through to God. So let's always see Jesus in everything that we do. Because he's the author of the finisher of our faith. The Lord bless us tonight. And by his grace, by the time we come and visit Mr. Job, it's going to be in the new year. Amen. Amen. Wow, that is very interesting. We're going to pray some prayers just to fill in the, the, the gap. Amen. The first thing I want you to do is this. Pray from the book of Romans chapter 8, verse 28. It says, And we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. You are going to pray and say, Father, work out everything that is happening in my life according to your purpose. Lift up your voice and begin to pray. Father, as Job, as we can see in the life of Job, we have seen that it is the hand of God that was testing Job. Tell the Lord in all my tests of faith, Father, work them out. Work out everything around me in accordance with your purpose. Use everything that is happening around me, whether good or bad, whether it is discipline or encouragement. Father, use it, put them together to work your purpose. Tell the Lord, even when people discourage me, Lord, use their discouragement to work your purpose. When people malign me, accuse me falsely, use it to work according to your purpose. As Job never gave up and never gave in, help me, Lord, tell the Lord, in all my ordeal in life, every test of faith I will go through, even if people accuse me concerning my test of faith, give me a heart. Tell the Lord to give me the heart that will never give in. No matter how much the devil put pressure, no matter how much people put pressure on you, tell the Lord, Father, help me. Help me, I pray thee, O God, that I will not give in. I will not give in. The book of Hebrews 12, 13, uh, 7 says, Endure hardship as discipline. Tell the Lord, give me endurance in the period of my test of faith. Give me endurance in the time of my discipline. Father, help me to stand the test of life as Job did. Pray and tell God, do not let me be discouraged. Help me to look up to Jesus. He says, I know I have an advocate. He is my eternal intercessor. Pray and tell the Lord, help my heart to, to, to lean on Christ, especially when I'm going through my time of testing, so that people will not come and be telling me, this is sin somewhere, you have not repented of one sin, don't you think you need to start yourself? Those discouraging words, do not let them have power over me. Pray and tell God that I can look beyond my problem. Tell the Lord to open your eyes, to be able to look beyond your problem, beyond your circumstances, to Jesus Christ, the author and the finisher of your faith. Job said, I have an advocate, is my best friend, and he, he will never leave me. He intercedes for me. So tell the Lord, help me to see, to see, to see beyond the veil. 
and see you truly in all the odds and circumstances that surround my life. That my life will be a blessing. It will be a glory, Lord, in the name of Jesus Christ. Father, I pray you. I pray thee, 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 I pray thee. Father, we bless your holy name. In Jesus' anointed name we are praying. You know, whenever we look at Job, I always look at the life of people because you know in my position I've counseled several people with several situations. You know, it happens mainly that when people are going through their ordeal, because like the friends of Job, they are darkened in their counsel, but yet they thought they know God. That is the major thing. They know a part of God, which is what God would do to the wicked, but they never in their wildest recognize that God disciplines his own children that are faithful too. And allow them to pass through some situations which will be similar to what's the punishment of God to the wicked. But God is not punishing them. God is doing that because he wants to season them. In the book of Hebrews chapter 12 verse 10 says, Our father disciplines us for a little while as, as they thought best. That's our earthly father. But God disciplines us for our good that we may share in his holiness. Verse 11 says, no discipline seemed pleasant at the time, but, but painful. Joe went through his own, you may be going through your own discipline now. Later on, however, it produces what? A harvest of righteousness. Your, your situation will produce harvest of righteousness. Your test of time, whatever you are going through now, as you enter the new year, it will produce harvest of righteousness. Amen. Say it produces harvest of righteousness and peace. For those who have been trained by it, therefore, must to strengthen your feeble arm and weak knees, make level path for your feet, so that the lame may not be disabled, but rather killed. Father, we bless your name. We bless your name. We bless your name. One more prayer we are going to pray is this. As you are going into uh, the new year, you want to ask the Lord to counsel you to be your counselor. You are going into the new year in few days time, really eight days time. This year will be over. You want to pray and tell the Lord, guard my heart, direct me according to your word, your promise. You have promised me, direct me, teach me the way, the what is best for me. Reveal my next year to me and teach me what is best for me. Isaiah 40, 48 verse 17. I want sight, I want knowledge of your will for me. Lift up your voice, I'm going to pray. Lord, as I'm going down the road of end of 2020, and we are rolling into 2021, Father, Lord, we ask you, give us sight, give us insight. It says, I am the Lord your God who teaches you what is best for you, who directs you in the way you should go. Tell the Lord, teach me what is best for me, direct me in the way I should go. Teach me what is best for me. Let the last few days be a, a, a period of teaching, education, education, education from you, God, the Holy Spirit. Educate my mind, oh God. Educate my mind, oh God. Educate my mind, oh God. Tell the Lord, educate my mind. Teach me, teach me, teach me, teach me. Holy Ghost, teach me, Holy Ghost, teach me, Holy Ghost, teach me, Holy Ghost, teach me, teach me, teach me, Lord. I need insight, insight, insight. Everything I need to do in preparation for New Year. Tell the Lord, help me to do them. Everything I need to know. For my preparation to, to the new year, help me to know them. Teach me, instruct my heart, O oh God. Teach me what is best for me. 
Direct me in your ways. Direct me in your ways. In the ways I should go, give me direction. Give me understanding. Every matter of my life, tell the Lord, give me solution, direction, 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 direction. Over my life, over my marriage, over my family, over my children, over my church, over the ministry that God has called me. Father Lord, give me direction, direction, inside, 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 inside. This is a time for visions and revelations. Tell the Lord, open my eyes to the realm of vision. Open my eyes to the realm of revelation. Help me to see. Send your holy angels to me in this time. Tell the Lord. He says, I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will counsel you and watch over you. Psalm 32 verse 8. Tell the Lord, instruct my mind, O God. Teach me the way I should go. Give me retentive memory. Tell the Lord, remind me every instruction you have given me that I have forgotten. Lord, remind me, O God, remind me, O God. Father, I pray thee, I pray thee, so that I will have understanding of my next year before I enter therein. Lord, give me insight, give me insight, give me understanding, give me insight, give me understanding. Thank you, Father God. In Jesus' anointed name we are praying. Then one more prayer you are going to pray. Malachi 3.16, it says, Then those who fear the Lord talk to each other. The Lord listened and heard his code of remembrance was written in the presence, in his presence concerning those who fear the Lord and honor his name. Tell the Lord, open the book of remembrance concerning me. Lift up your voice and we pray. As we go to the end of this month, O oh God, open the book of remembrance, your book of remembrance concerning me. Remember me, O oh God. Remember me, O oh God. Remember my wife. Remember my children. Tell the Lord, remember my brothers, my, my, my siblings. Remember them, O oh God. Remember them. Begin to pray for your friends. Remember. Lord, remember us. Remember us. Remember Christ the Tabernacle Church, Lord. Remember Christ the Tabernacle Church. Remember us. Remember your covenant with us. Remember your mercy. Remember your mercy. As you are going to the end of the year, Father, Lord, remember, open a book of remembrance. This is 272 days we have been praying on this platform together. Remember us, O God. 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 Remember us, Remember us, Remember us, O God. And Lord, according to your word in the book of Isaiah 14, 24, it says, The Lord Almighty has planned as one, surely as I plan it shall be, as I purpose it will stand. Begin to tell the Lord, let your plan and purposes for me be established. Destroy the plans of Satan over my life. Destroy the will of, the, of man, contrary to your will over my life. In the name of Jesus, tell the Lord, let my life fulfill your will. Let my house fulfill your will. Let my body fulfill your will. Let my mind fulfill your will. Let my church fulfill your will. Encourage and strengthen us, O God. Empower us, O God. Destroy the plans of the wicked one before us. Lord, eliminate all the powers of Satan that have been set against us. In the name of Jesus, said the Lord, send reinforcement from heaven. And destroy all the powers of the devil. Everything the devil has said before me, I dismantle them by the blood of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. I ask the fire of God to go ahead of us into the new year and destroy every power of Satan, every weapon of the devil in the name of Jesus, which shall be filled with the wisdom of the Holy Spirit and insight. As we enter the new year, so shall it be, Lord. Thank you, Father God. In Jesus' anointed name, we are praying with thanksgiving. Amen. Amen and amen. I want to pray with you. Father, we thank you because you are sovereign. You have been teaching us about Job. Today again we can see 
that human beings, because they are total flesh and blood, there is a place that they cannot see beyond. And that is where you begin. You said you are able to save completely. That is what the Bible says. And that is it. Anyone that come to you through, come to the Father through you. And so, which means that Romans is correct in chapter 4, verse 7 and 8. Blessed is he whose sins have been forgiven. Blessed are those whose transgressions have been covered. And blessed are those whose sins the Lord will never recount on them. So, our sin can never give rise to punishment. Because you have cleansed us of them. However, you allow us to go through circumstances sometimes. Uh, because you want to train us and discipline us. You want to groom us. You want to empower us to be able to be more holy. Because when we have situations like that, it draws us so nearer to you. And we pray more. We seek you more. And that's what you want to see. Father God, as we have been praying all these months, I pray for everyone under my voice that you will strengthen us. That we will not grow cold at this very time. Father Lord, that we stand before you all the time. Father Lord, I pray for us, everyone under my voice, that the circumstances of their life which is brought by you or allowed by you, so that our faith can be proved and be proved, do not allow the enemy to discourage us by them. Grant everyone the heart to know, whatever is happening to them, God is working behind it. He said, for the Lord God is working behind everything in the conformity of his will. That everything of our lives will conform to your will. As we go into the end of this year and, 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 and march into the glorious new year, may the strength of God be with you. May the glory of God surround you. <clears throat> may the power of the Most High envelop you. The last few days of this year, may the Lord, may the Lord equip you day after day Everything you need to enter the new year, may the next seven days of this year bring them to pass. We have eight more days. This year is over. Father, let us have spectacular seven days that the last day, which is the eighth day, shall be thanksgiving from that day into the end of January. It shall be thanksgiving unto you. It shall be thanksgiving unto you. It shall be thanksgiving unto you. It shall be praises. It shall be songs of praises. We shall sing when the Lord brought back the captive to Zion. We are like men who dream. The impossible of our lives shall be made possible. It shall come to pass that the kingdom of God will prevail over our lives, over our families. It will come to pass that the promise of God shall be fulfilled in our lives and in our families. It shall come to pass that the enemies shall be put to shame and the glory of heaven shall rise upon us. Lord, you will fire us off even as we enter into the year of light that our light shall begin to, to, to shine. You told me a few days ago when I was ministering to these people, you said, behold, there shall be signs of light in the skies to mark the year of light. You said in this December, before we go to the end of this December, there shall be signs in the sky of light to show that you are entering the time of light. Lord, it's amazing that last week was conjugation. Pluto and uh, uh, Jupiter you know, was said to, to conjugate. And it was brilliant light. Something that happened 800 years ago, last 800 years ago. Something that the news people said that it happened in the time Jesus was born. Father, and when I saw this, you reminded me that I have said to you, there shall be signs in the light in the heavens to confirm that next year is the year of light. We are coming down to there again. I saw the rainbow again. 
and we saw the, 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 the northern lights in some other parts of the world, unusual places that they don't really appear, they began to appear. And so, Lord, you have told us the next year, 2021, is the year of light. Give everyone understanding, prophetic insight into the year of light in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. God, the Holy Spirit, carry us on a journey ahead of months, ahead of time, into the months of the year of light. That we can see, we can understand the direction nations will go. We can see, we can understand the direction your hand will steer the heart of men. We can see and understand the direction you have prepared before the church of the living God. And for us as individual and family, that you will give us understanding to see the new things that you are declaring before they spring forth. And we can be real partners with you in praying the will of God to manifestation. Father, we bless your name because you've done it. I pray in the name of Jesus as you go into all the Christmas. Deaf, I say, be healed. Amen. Don't lose your tongue. Amen. Blind see in the name of Amen. Jesus. Every rash in human body, I cause you to die completely. Amen. I command you receive brand new skin. You who have rashes and pains and sore over your body, healed in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Receive brand new kidney, receive brand new liver, receive brand new heart. Amen. Those who are sick, be healed in the name of Jesus Amen. Christ of Nazareth. Amen. You will not carry your sickness away tonight. I say I cause every infirmity and disease to die from their root. Whether you have caught viral infection or COVID or whatever you may, it may be, SARS or whatever. I cause them to die out of your body in the name of Jesus. Receive the healing power of the blood of Jesus Amen. from the crown of your head to the sole of your feet. Be made whole. Every pain cease now in the name of Jesus Christ. And begin to do the things you couldn't do before. Reap on those scars around this area. Your head is healed, your neck is healed, your bones and joints are healed and made whole. I can see like muzzle or tendon inflaming. Healed in the name of Jesus Christ and pain vanish. Father, we bless your name. If, any, if the devil or, or messengers of hell stand opposing somebody or people here under my voice, Every opposition, I command them to fall before you in the name of Jesus Christ. Advance in the name of Jesus and lay all of that we're going to prepare for you. Release your angels, O oh God, to assist us in the last battle of 2020. That we shall be victorious according to your word and promise. So shall it be unto everyone. And so it is. In Jesus' anointed and holy name we are prayed. Amen and amen. Lord, I pray for those who have their birthdays today. Who were born this day some years ago. May the Lord open the book of remembrance concerning you. According to the book of days. That you are written concerning you. Be better in your spirit. May the king of heaven who cannot lie and does not lie. May he look at your life from the day you were born till today. Amen. And restore back to you everything that the devil has stolen from you. May this your new year be a year of light for you. And light will shine in the path and your darkness will turn to light. There will be no more gloom. And the king of heaven shall lavish himself over you. And bring you fulfilled days. With long life the Lord will satisfy you and, and show you his salvation. Same thing we pray for those whose wedding are today. You know, I pray that God will bless your wedding. God will bless your, your family. And your married life. Everything you need to enjoy your married life to fullest. May heaven or, or open over you and bring them to manifestation. In the name of Jesus. Today is uh, the King Jade and Sister. Yeah. Sister Yomi Today is their 15th wedding anniversary. 15, yeah. 
Father, we thank you for going forward to today, and today is 15. 15 is quite a deal of time. May the Lord who have brought you thus far continue to take you Amen. right through. And bless your marriage and grant every one of you peace in the name of Jesus Christ. Any marriage going through turbulence, either we are remembering it today or not, I command peace of God into them. I chase away every evil spirit. Deception of Satan in marriages I destroy. And I plead the blood of Jesus over every home. I pray that the counsel of God shall be established in your home and the power of Satan shall fail over your life and family. So shall it be and so it is. In Jesus' holy name we are praying. Amen. Amen and amen.